In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. From the epistle, quote, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We've had a series of epistles from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. That's the way the prayer book works through the summer. Actually, after Romans, we'll have Corinthians, and it kind of goes in sequential order selections from uh, various of the epistles in the New Testament through the summer, through the Trinity season. And today's epistle can be understood or should be understood in the light of the foundational teaching two weeks ago from Romans 6 about baptism. Romans 6 said, quote, Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. The epistles from Romans last week and this week emphasize that baptism initiates us into an ongoing experience of dying and rising with Christ. The death of baptism becomes the ongoing activity of, in the words of today's epistle, putting to death the deeds of the body, which is how we share in the sufferings of Christ. We often think of spiritual experiences as being sort of transcendent, mystical, and peaceful. However, one of the main things we experience through this, uh, the baptism is implanted in us, this experience is conflict. Today's epistle is a source of a term in the spiritual life that is called mortification. St. Paul writes, quote, If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you through the Spirit put to death or mortify the deeds of the body, you will live. In the New Testament, the word flesh refers to the disordered desires of our human nature, the nature we are born into this world with. The baptismal gift of the Spirit comes into our lives and puts to death that fallen nature. However, the Spirit also redeems and recreates our human nature in the image of Christ, in the image of his glorified humanity. And the Spirit leads us to do new things that are oriented towards the love of God and towards love for others, rather than merely being oriented towards self-gratification, which is the orientation of the flesh, our disordered human nature. We put to death the past deeds of the body by making good confessions that take account of both what we have done and the motives for doing those things, by receiving the grace of forgiveness that removes the guilt, shame, and fear caused by sin, and by establishing new patterns of faithful and loving behavior in the place of the old selfish habits and patterns of sin. We put to death the deeds of the body each day by turning away from temptations that come upon us. For example, something may come upon us that tempts us to anger. and We're tempted to strike out and strike back. Instead, we take a deep breath, 
remember who we are in Christ, and by the grace that the Spirit gives us, do not react in the moment in anger. We mortify our selfish anger. Then, after we calm down, we respond to those who provoked us with love. Some activity of love, not necessarily warm and fuzzy sentimental feelings, but, but seeking the good of the other. As Jesus said, quote, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Or something visual may tempt us. It may be something sexual, or it may be something we are tempted to covet. Rather than entertaining the thought and embracing the lust or the greed, we turn our eyes away from the temptation using the grace the Holy Spirit gives us. And we use the circumstance of the temptation to pray for the gift of self-control and the gift of contentment. Because prevention is better than cure, we examine our habits and identify the places and circumstances that cause us to face repeated temptation in our lives. The things we normally do that lead us into temptation. And we reorganize our schedule and our habits so that we avoid these places and circumstances in the future. Sin tempts us because it promises us <clears throat> things we want right now. It promises to give us immediately what we want. But when we give in to the temptation, what we get instead is guilt, shame, fear, and a taste of spiritual death. We replay the scene of Genesis 3, the pattern of the original sin. This is what it means to be slaves to sin. We are stuck following impulses that never produce anything good in our lives, but we keep doing it just the same. We live in the spirit when we establish a foundation of prayer in our lives and practice following the impulses of the spirit each day instead of desires of the flesh. Saying no to, as, as St. John says, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. As we practice this pattern over time, we experience new results. The experience of grace and forgiveness replaces the experience of guilt. The experience of being accepted by God replaces the experience of shame. Faith in God replaces fear and anxiety as we learn to trust, to see that God is faithful, that when we stay in our prayer and stay in his will, God does provide for us. The experience of life in the spirit involves conflict, but the long-term result of that conflict is peace. Thus, it is a necessary battle. The battle of the spirit against the flesh is the cross we are called to bear in the Christian life. Our suffering in Christ, our cross-bearing, 
is not merely our share of the general pain of the world <clears throat> that everyone must face. We take up our cross when we persevere in our prayer and in doing the will of God <clears throat> against the influences that pull us away from God in our prayer and back into the patterns of sin and the false and temporal hopes of the world. And it is here that authentic Christian faith can be distinguished from the promises of our consumer and therapeutic culture. The implication of our culture is that pursuing what you want, your desire, will make you happy. And this leads people to try to gratify themselves apart from God's will. And this is the cause of the discontentment of our culture. People are determined and committed to finding fulfillment in things that cannot provide fulfillment. The gift of the Spirit fills us with a deeper desire, a desire for God who alone can satisfy us. And the Spirit teaches us that our disordered desires must be put to death if we are to get what we really want. And thus, as we mortify the flesh and persevere in our pursuit of God and our deep spiritual longings, we confirm our status as God's children. Quote, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. If you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.